Hello and welcome to the Three Stooges Throwback. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are back after a long layoff. Hope everyone had a great holiday, wonderful Christmases and Hanukkahs and various other Yuletide gaiety and holidays and a Happy New Year to everyone. Maybe you can hear that I got a new microphone and that was part of the layoff of Christmas. All the build-up to Christmas was part of the the lag time and then getting the new microphone and trying to figure out how to use it and hook it up and all that type of stuff well i have finally done that and so broadcasting from the lonely studio at the back of the house it's the three stooges throwback and this week we are looking at horses collars the fifth short out of 190 shorts filmed by the three stooges mo larry curly and shemp even though that's four. Mo, Larry, and Curly. This one, Horses Collars, filmed November 23rd to the 27th, 1934, and released January 10th, 1935. So they're still on about that same schedule, about a month, a little over a month between filming and release. Like I said, this is the fifth in their shorts, the first of 1935. It's also the first of their 17 Western-themed shorts that they did. The Western-themed shorts were always some of my favorites. It's also another first, the first time the Stooges sing in a barbershop style. They do that three or four times in the collection or in their careers. Horses Collars was directed by Clyde Bruckman. This is the only Stooges short that he directed. He was a writer and director. He worked in the late silent era and the early sound era. He also, he worked with Buster Keaton, with W.C. Fields, with Laurel and Hardy, obviously the Stooges. We worked with Abbott and Costello and Harold Lloyd. So he was, you know, a sought after comedy director. Apparently he worked with all the greats. Clyde Adolph Bruckman. That's kind of an unfortunate middle name. He was born in uh, San Bernardino. 1894. His father shot himself in 1912. He began as a sports writer, moved to Los Angeles and got a job as a sports writer for the Times, moved into writing for the pictures, and then into directing, and then ended up working with, you know, tons and tons of the greats of the of the day back then. So it's written by Felix Adler, who was the main writer, I guess you could say, of, of most of the Stooges material. At least most of Felix Adler's material written was Three Stooges films. This one is uh, basically the Stooges are detectives in the Old West. They've been sent to recover an IOU from a man named Double Deal Decker played by Fred Kohler who uh, had his first role in 1911 in silent films. He played mostly villains because of kind of his chiseled sort of granite features, stony features. He died in 1938 and was buried in an unmarked grave which I found kind of kind of sad. There's not much online about him. So, Double Deal Decker has an IOU from Nell's family, and he plans to take possession of the ranch. He got the IOU from, uh, you know, dastardly means. And Nell is played, the beautiful Nell, is played by Dorothea Kent. In the picture, she's credited as Dorothy Kent. She was in 42 films between 1935 and 1948, and she died of breast cancer in 1990. So like I say, this is the, uh, this is, this has a different theme song, again, from the typical wah, 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 you know, the typical three blind mice. Uh, the, the theme song to this one is called At the Races. This is the first time that we see Curly having like a, a freak out to, well no it isn't because in the boxing one, 
uh, he, he, he freaks out at the sound of the song on the radio. And here, he has a violent reaction to the sight of a mouse. Anytime he sees a mouse, he goes into a fit and uh, smashes up the place. Mo Larry the Cheese, Mo Larry the Cheese. Then they hold him down and mash cheese into his face. <laughs> the reason for this is, is that Mo says, uh, well, his father was a rat. So, which is pretty funny. So the film opens, the short opens with, at the Hayden Zeke, Z-E-K-E, Detective agency, hide and Zeke. The boys are all gathered around the table, and this hide and Zeke has got a job for him to go and get the IOU. Curly is asleep with his eyes painted. Sometimes you see that in these old picture, in the old like cartoons and whatnot. It was a funny little gag. They're flipping spoons into a glass. Mo and Larry. I don't know. I guess that. I guess that's a game. Uh, back then, they are. They have huge, ridiculous <laughs> um, pipes. And obviously ill-fitting suits. They all look like Sherlock Holmes, sort of. Like children playing dress-up Sherlock Holmes. A bird flies out of Curly's pipe, was a fun, which is a funny little, funny little gag, I thought. So he says that, uh, this double dealer Decker, double deal Decker always has the IOU on him. And so they must go out west and, and get it. Curly sees a mouse in the office and freaks out. Like I say, he smashes up the place. They finally, they ride into town in the Old West. Up at the bar, it's free lunch, 25 cents a plate. The Stooges are covered in dust. The The place is uh, Double Deal Decker's 5D uh, thing, and it's dancing and dames and drinks. And uh, I didn't write it down. I can't remember. That's funny. But there's funny little wordplay bits in this. There was always funny little signs in the, in the Stooges, if you can catch them quick enough. So they ride into town. They're totally covered in dirt and dust, and everyone jokes. Everyone chokes when they get in. So they, it's, they start out. They're supposed to be the good guys, but they start out by walking up to the bar, and they get themselves some shots, and then they say, we're not paying, and they walk away. So Double Deal Decker, who's ostensibly the bad guy who um, stands up and says hey you're you're stealing drinks and they're like yeah up yours pal and so it's kind of a funny little turn they could have easily just made the stooges look a little better but he ends up shooting curly who uh has his bulletproof apparently and brushes the bullets away he's got a metal plate in his shirt eventually the stooges walk over and they find nell they sit down and a plate of celery is brought to them which i for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what, <laughs> except for the fact that they can whack each other over the head with the celery, I'm not sure. There's a funny little line in this where he says, uh, you know, sometimes you got brains to Curly. Curly says, thank you, thank you. And Larry looks over and says, yeah, don't let them go to your head, which is a funny little. I think the Stooges are kind of hitting their stride in this one. It's like I said, it's their fifth short. Now they had been obviously going in vaudeville. You know, and, and on their own, and, you know, in stage shows, they had their act down pat. But I think once they got into pictures, I think the first four, the ones we've done previously, you can see kind of shades of, and some of their, some of their best stuff is in them. I'm not putting them down, but they're not, they're a little uneven. And I think they start to, and just in, just, just my opinion, I think they start to hit their stride in this, in this, uh, in this short. And then they go, you know, then they really, start ramping it up but anyway they uh they come up with a plan to uh to get the iou they're gonna dance bump into uh double deal decker on the dance floor and frisk him so they try to do this several times um ends up his wallet is on a chain and they end up stretching it out and larry comes dancing through very smoothly with 
clippers and clips the chain, which I thought was a nice little piece of business. They end up, they take the wallet over and they're sitting and going through it and his, Decker's, Decker's, uh, like right hand man, played by Fred Kelsey. I don't know what his name is in the picture, but he comes over and says, uh, now this Kelsey character, he, he played in, uh, he was in 404 movies between 1911 and 1958. He often played detective or policeman and he was caricatured as the detective in the 1943 MGM cartoon directed by Tex Avery, Who Killed Who? So you can kind of look him up. But anyway, he's the, uh, he's the big, oh no, he might be the, that guy, this is, this Fred Kelsey, he's, he didn't play the uh, right hand man. He plays the guy who gives them the job in the beginning. I didn't recognize him at first. Anyhow, the right-hand man sees him, uh, as you can see my on-the-go on the, on the research. I do a lot more research for this podcast than, than the, uh, I actually write stuff down. I have notes for this podcast as opposed to the, uh, the Hollywood scandals of yesteryear, which I essentially just, you know, IMDB and Wikipedia. On with the show. The, um, <laughs> They pretend that his wallet is a squeeze box because it's one of these accordion types in there. So they, that's when they sing their song. That's the first of their barbershop quartet kind of moves. So they, they are not fooled, the baddies. And uh, they take the stooges and they're going to hang them. And uh, Curly sees a mouse, luckily, and freaks out. The ropes break, or the rope breaks. Curly, uh, you know, knocks everyone out. It's funny because... Mo and uh, Larry are hanging there, and you can clearly see the ropes. I mean, they're supposed to be hanging by their necks, you know, being choked, and you can clearly see the ropes supporting them, like from their, you know, from harnesses at their backs. So they're getting hanged. Curly, like I said, trashes the place. Finally, Mo and Larry's uh, weight breaks the banister, and they fall. They mash cheese in his face. He he takes a, you know, he doesn't want a, this this kind of cheese. He wants you know camembert or whatever. <laughs> then it cuts to it makes sort of an sort of a awkward cut. The Stooges are breaking into Double Deal Decker's home, I guess, while all the all the guys are asleep. So they go in or to his back room or something. So they go in and they they see the safe in the corner and they go over and start cracking the safe and he starts turning the dial and it's a radio. It's not a safe at all. They finally they see the other safe and they go and they sit down. So from the door Nell is kidnapped. Larry says, I'm going to go look for her. I'm going to go look for her. Hey, fellas, I'm going to go look for her. Is that a good Larry? Not really. Um, hey, fellas, I'm going to go look for her. Well, anyway. Um, so Larry is conked over the head. Mo and Curly think that the sound is tumblers. So I thought that was kind of kind of clever. Uh, Mo goes to look for him. He is conked over the head. Curly ends up cracking the safe and opening it up. Where he finds the IOU, and the day is saved. But in come Double Deal Decker and his and his uh, his bat his his henchmen. This is the first time you see the famous Decker is taking off his jacket. He's got one arm out. Curly slips his arm into the into the arm that Decker's taken out of. So now they're kind of both wearing the coat. And Curly starts spinning around. He punches him. Then he punches, then he spins, and he punches the other guy, and then and then Decker starts to punch, and he spins and punches his own guy. So it's the first time you see that sort of arm through the jacket spinning punch gag, which is is very clever. There's one where they're tailors, and they're uh, the gangsters come. We're going to cover this later, obviously, but I think it's a Shemp 
and uh, they're they're doing ironing or something, and that's a famous one where they the guys come in to beat him up, and Shemp pulls the the arm through the jacket, spinning punch gag. <laughs> I can't think of another name for it. So um, he spins in, you know, he knocks them both out. Mo and Larry come rushing back in as they're woken up. They cram, they go to cram some cheese into his mouth. He says, no, no, I need the Limburger, the Limburger. So they cram Limburger cheese in his mouth. In hops, Nell, she's all tied up. They they sort of untie her. They take her, uh, her, her gag out. Curly looks at them and says, whoo, you know, like, whoo, and breathes a big sigh of relief that everyone is safe. And the Limburger breath knocks everyone out. Curly doesn't know what happened. He breathes into his hand and knocks himself out. I remember, so the Limburger, and that's the end. So the Limburger breath is, is, you know, knocks everyone out and that's how it, that's how it ends. And I remember that being a thing like from my childhood, from, well not my child, well my childhood, but watching old Warner Brothers cartoons and MGM cartoons and watching the Three Stooges and whatnot and Limburger cheese, which is a stinky soft cheese you know that was a gag back then and i guess i wonder if limburger cheese was sort of a new thing back then and that's why it was sort of all the rage you know as far as because that's not really a thing anymore people don't i don't know if people eat limburger cheese so much anymore i guess they do you can still buy it i mean but so anyway that's uh that's um my dissertation on limburger cheese so that's uh horses collars the fifth Short from Columbia Pictures. There's a couple of goofs in this one where, uh, like when Decker shoots two strangers who, before the Stooges try to steal drinks, Decker shoots a couple of guys who steal drinks. And the bartender turns around. There's a scoreboard. And he raises the score from 115 to 117. Kind of clever. Then the Stooges arrive, and they walk up, and in the shot, the... Uh, the score is 115. So just a little continuity issue. Oh, and then the, the supporting ropes, you can see what, like I said, I mentioned that. Caught that on my own without the help of IMDB. And so I think that's going to wrap it up. I'm sorry for the, uh, long break. I really apologize. It was, I was really, it was bugging me. I wanted to get back to making the podcast. I had several really great messages from you guys over the holidays and I thank you so much. It's, it's fantastic. I got my microphone and I've got it working. I got my little studio set up where it's quiet and you can't hear the air conditioner buzzing or anything like that. So let me know if you can hear a difference. If this sounds better or if it sounds, if I should go back to the way it was so it sounds like an older thing, which is sort of my, my reasoning in the beginning, even though I didn't have a microphone, I thought, well, it sort of fits in with the old timey feel of the podcast. Anyway, let me know if you would. Um, please go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. Please come back next time and listen to, um, Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear, which is our sister show on the same feed. I try and alternate them. Yeah, it doesn't always work out. So I just do whatever I feel like doing. And I will try and get more I always say this, always closer to a schedule, and then something comes up and messes it up. Like, you know, but it was Christmas time. I did want to uh, get an episode out, and I just couldn't. This microphone was a real hassle. But now it seems to be working just fine. Anyway, let me know. If you like something, if you are passionate about something, make a podcast about it. Send me the link, and I'll listen to it. I have been your host, Gabriel Russo, and thanks for listening. Please come back next time for... The Three Stooges Throwback. <laughs> <laughs>